Sten Morgan here. I hope you're doing well. I want to announce that we are launching the How to Be an Elite Advisor course. We are combining all of our best teachings and ideas into a course that you can complete in less than a week. I want to share with you the best ideas that I implement within my practice that have helped me achieve more than I ever thought possible. I want to share how I have unique meetings with clients. What's the mindset of an elite advisor? How do you prospect in a way that'll separate you from other advisors? At the Elite Advisor Network, we reject average. I want to help you see what your full potential is and reach it faster. Set time aside this week to take the course. Click on the link or go visit gobeelite.com. I'll talk to you soon. Andy, good to be here with you, bro. Always uh, appreciate us diving into deep, meaningful topics. People give us great feedback when we go there, as they say. Like, yes. oh, they went there. And we're going to go there today. <laughs> nice. We're going to go into some deep stuff. It's it's not casual conversation stuff, yep. but it's stuff that really matters. And it's universal. So if you're listening, watching, this will apply to you today. Guaranteed. My hope is, and this happened today on the way to work when I was listening to a podcast, is that that something is said in there that kind of peaks something in me and it just sits and and it and I can't get rid of it yeah, because it, land, it landed it landed there was enough conviction truth in it uh that I I have to I want to do something with it yeah and so our hope always when we're putting topics together is like is this practical will this hopefully you will hear it and be able to apply it and yeah. some good change will come out of it yeah, yeah. so today we're going to talk about head trash uh, also known as limiting beliefs. Yeah. There's some other names for it, but at EAN, we like using direct, intense language. So around here, we call it head trash. Yeah. The idea of limiting beliefs has been around, I think, for a long time. And I think people go, oh, yeah, I have limiting beliefs. But this head trash is, I guess, more specific. And um, there's some different attributes, I think, that are uh, about head trash that will help you start to go, oh, that's what that's what that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, everyone has it. Um, but one of the, the um, elements of, or attributes of head trash, I think, is that um, someone probably put it there, right? It, 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 and you, 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 you let it sit there, right? You let it land and, and sort of exist and you tolerated it. Um, I think a, a lot back to um, my parents, I think a lot, and this isn't like super negative stuff, but it can, it can just be how people talk about mm. um, other people. Right, um, how people talk about wealthy people, or people talk about poor people, or people talk about themselves, or people talk about politics, or whatever it might be that that, and how some people talk about themselves that mm. that can all embed itself deep and then just live there, like live in the corner of your mind forever and ever. Yeah, I think there's times where I look back. I had uh, things like coaches would say something mm. that I would grab onto, internalize, and 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 just. They were able to speak that into my life as being true. Well, hopefully good coaches do that in the positive way. You know, yeah. I have some, and maybe the ones we tend to remember the most are the, the the negative ones. And then there's also the head trash of that it was our baseline for so long that we didn't know any better. And usually that is somewhat of a result of your environment. Yeah, and I think that's the ones we want to talk about is not maybe the obvious ones. It's mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I didn't realize that was there. It It, it sort of just builds up over time. Yep. Right. I, I get this way with my car sometimes because I do a lot of sports activities with my kids. And sometimes I'll just kind of open the door to my minivan and I'll be like, man, there is a lot of sports. This is like played against sports in my car. <laughs> mobile. <laughs> played against sports mobile. You know, but I'm like, this just sort of happened. And it's not like food and da 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 da. I mean, sunflower seeds. There's yes. a lot of sunflower seeds nice. floating around. But I was just like, there's just a lot of just stuff 
right? And it's because it just sort of builds up over time. Mm -hmm. So the other thing I think is important is that I think this is something everyone experiences, but everyone's is different. I mean, everyone has a, a, a different amount or tolerance or, or, or kind of, of head trash. Um, you talk about this regularly, but you grew up with not a lot of money. So what was maybe an earlier head trash for you? Uh, I'm thinking of you as a teenager um, about about money. What was your head trash about money when you were younger? As I look back, for me, the idea that People in my family, we don't own the businesses; we work for them. Mm-hmm. I think that was head trash. Uh, that's definitely not true. Obviously, I've proven that's not true. But for a long time, I just this is the camp I'm in, and this is where I need to be. Um, we everybody's dealt a different hand, and I think while we talk about everybody has an opportunity and you can make it happen, like yeah, that path is different and maybe harder for some people. For sure, for sure. But what we we can all relate to is we have these voices in our head that are that are repeating things that maybe at one moment were true, but most likely are no longer true. Mm. And so that, that, that is what head trash as I think about is at time, one of these tapes, there was that great book, I can't remember the name of it, but it just talked about the tapes that we all play. Yeah. So for me, that one, I overcame that over time. In a professional career, the idea of, and there's recurring ones we hear from advisors all the time, of are things a cost or an investment? Yeah. Uh, I can't. I can't spend money. It's 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 a, a scarcity mentality. There's a lot of head trash wrapped around. Like, why do you believe there's no more opportunity? Why do you believe? And so, so my hope is, as you're listening to this, there might be one or two where you're like, oh yeah, I know about this one. I just haven't haven't been motivated enough to change it. But there are some other ones as we work and we coach advisors that we pull out. That I've been on calls with you before. Where we're talking to advisors, and you can almost see that they're they have this like deep realization set in, and they're almost replaying years of their life. And as I work through it with them, it's like it's this one belief that has dictated so many of their decisions. Right. And and it's a heavy understanding to be like, I would have done so many things differently if I would have understood right now or what I understand in this moment I could have internalized before. Yeah. And so as you as you guys are listening to this and we continue to unpack this, try to grab hold of anything, even though your body's going to fight it and it may be all you know, be open to there's something you hold true that most likely is not. I and think- it's holding you back. It is holding me back. And I would just say this, like from an emotional perspective, like it's embarrassing Mm -hmm. to, and again, I love the trash metaphor or illustration of this because it's, it would be embarrassing if, you know, someone goes to get in your car and they open it and it's, I mean, you've probably seen cars like this. I mean, there's, there's just wrappers. There's, I mean, it's literally, there's food. There's like, it's like, oh my gosh, that you would be embarrassed by that. And so I think that's, Internally or emotionally or just thoughts like it's it's embarrassing for us to go. Yeah, I, I've I've tra- I've had trash. That's right. I've had trash. But again, it, it's easy. It's also easy to say. Well, it's not that bad because and use great example before of like the hoarders. <laughs> the yeah. why? I would say this. One of the main reasons people love watching, or not. I, don't know, I have a hard time watching it sometimes because I'm more empathetic to that situation. But like, I have a hard time watching hoarders. Mm-hmm. That show. But it also makes me feel really clean. It also makes me feel like, well, at least I'm not that. Like, that's crazy, right? That's a crazy amount of trash. And the reality of you get what you tolerate, right? And those Mm -hmm. people are just willing to live in that. Like, how could you live it like that? Well, some people live on 20 cents a day, and that person lives amongst all that stuff, right? But we all have it. It's just to what degree. Some people would never tolerate what's inside my head. They'd be like, that's crazy. (laughs) Why would you ever think that or believe that? 
And other people think, man, that's, I wish I had that mm. level of thinking. Yep. So you made a great point that trash is, head trash is always being produced, but it's really hard to be aware of it. Can you think of a time in your life where like, you were unaware of your surroundings to a degree where you could look back now and go, man, I was, <laughs> I was blind to the trash in my life. When you, uh, when we were talking about this, what, the visual that came to my mind is my dorm room in college when I played basketball and I just throw things in the corner, like and after practice, after like practice that? or through the week. You know, you'd maybe do laundry once a week back then. Um, and a lot of everybody listening, I'm sure Chunky, you can relate. Yeah, I had um, a bottle of Febreze that would sit in my room, and the responsible part of me would occasionally spray that corner to maintain it. And so I think in that part of period of my life, I was learning to live uh, in the midst of it. Yeah. And I knew it was there and I was trying to maintain it. What I didn't fully appreciate was that if anybody was just to walk into my room, yeah, it, it, they would get hit like a ton of bricks mm. with what I had become just accustomed to. And if they would have said like, Sten, this is ridiculous. I'm like, it's not that bad. That my instinct was to kind of defend it. And partially it was true. To me, it was not not that bad. Well, let me ask you this too about this friend that walks in the room. Do they care about you? Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Are, are they wrong that it stinks? No. No? You know, do they want what's best for you? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think what's interesting is those who are really, really successful in many areas of life, not all, but many, like they invite people into the room. They say, look around. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, hopefully you come upon it you're on your own, but you know, this is where you you being a reader, it's like, you know, you sent me some stuff today, you know, podcasts listen to, like like you want healthy people are hearing things from other people. Again, it's podcasts, it's books, it's sermons, it's it's whatever. And you kind of get to go, dang, that hurts. Because oh, it's yeah. true. But you invite you want that. Like you want someone to walk in and go, Sten. That Febreze is not working, bro. You know, it's not working well enough. It worked, kind of. <laughs> and then you'd get like, you'd Febreze be responsible. You'd go get like a different scent, and you'd be like, I mean, the things that your mind can make up. I yeah, actually, know. and I think about this too. And this is another. This is another element. I, I there's someone that uh, I was in their home uh, only a couple times. They live in our neighborhood, and I walked in their house, and like you said, with the hits, you like ton of brook, ton of bricks. I walked in there. I walked in. And I just went, whoa. But here's the thing. It was um, actually the, the Febreze. It was like the scent, like the air fresheners, mm -hmm. right? But they become almost immune to them. So they had to keep cranking. So they just kept adding more. <laughs> oh, gosh. Right? But those things like, you know, that's not fresh air, folks. It yeah, might say right. fresh air on it, but that's not. <laughs> if it has to be scented fresh air, that's not fresh air. That's the <laughs> scent, right? You shouldn't have to pay for it. And I think about that. Like some mm -hmm. people don't fix it. They just turn up the noise or the scent or the mm. mask on that thing. They yeah. distract themselves from it, right? And one thing, a lot of times you will be okay not changing it. Yeah. There are the times, the hoarder scenarios to where head trash can just consume you and take you down a, a, a harder path. Yeah. I think mostly what we face working with advisors is that it kind of works. They, as opposed to leaning directly into it and taking the elite path, they're like, I'm going to bounce around here and I'll kind of tweak that. It's the, it's looking for the path of least resistance yet. I want the great outcome. I'm just not willing to do the hard work. And what we know about top performing elite advisors is they all 
have coaches. They all get perspective. They go to events. Like, like even if they don't self-proclaim, I have a lot of head trash. There, there's this desire, curiosity of like, what do, what don't I know? I would say that they actually, and I think you're a good model of this, is that if I said send you a head trash, you'd be like, yeah, for sure, like, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, we're not going to with the limited time we have. I'm not going to argue that with you. Um, I may push back on what's the best way to address it. Yeah, how aggressively that there's there's time well spent in that friction, but it's not. I'm not getting hung up on like, does it exist? Right, and, and I is think it that, a problem? I think that those who are, I mean, I'm thinking of someone I was talking with just last week and they spent like 15 grand to go to an event to have dinner with the head person. And then it was like a one day event after that. And, and I texted him, I was like, how was the event? Like, how was the dinner? And he's like, life changing. Nice. Business going to be radically different. And I was like, and this guy runs a multi-million dollar business. So like, was it worth it? Mm. Yeah. Because he knows he's got a lot to learn. And you might go, that guy's crazy successful and da da da. Yeah. And he still has a lot to learn. I think once you develop this habit, it, it, and that's what's hard sometimes is if you don't have a personal yeah. experience of, I leaned into it, yeah. um, I went to counseling, I hired a business coach and I saw the fruit of it. It's, it's the idea is not enough for you to overcome the fear of the discomfort. Yeah. But what we all know, and I'm telling you, as you listen to this, if you get a coach, you know, if you join our coaching program, if you get a different coach, if you go to counseling and you embrace it, you will never be the same. Yeah, because those people, the top performers, and we get to hang out with a lot of them. I've got to talk to some of the top advisors in the country. Some of them have two coaches, four coaches, five coaches. Like they realize that investment has such a better return that they're like, "How much money can I put into then this?" Figuring thing? out on their own, than just wandering around hoping it's going to work out, solving, trying to solve problems that have already been solved by other people, but on an island by themselves. Right, and that's that's never the path. The question is, as you listen for your life, is how quickly are you going to figure it out? The downside is a lot of times people figure it out way too late. Right. And figuring out what you should have done, but running out of time to change it is our definition of regret. Yeah. And, and a lot of this head trash is that. Yeah. So is head trash ever gone or is it just different? You have less? Yeah, I think the... I think it changes. I think of the, the seasons of my life and career. There's been times where I'm like, okay, I'm able to grab hold of that limiting belief and then rein it in. Mm-hmm. I think there's some voices we all have that'll never go away. We just become really aware and we, you know, we take charge of those thoughts. But if I went from being a solo advisor to, hey, Stan, you're too young. Nobody wants to work with you. Yeah. How do you think you can be successful owning a business? No one's ever owned a business to, I own a successful business. I have clients. I've proven those things wrong. Yeah. To Stan, there's no way anybody wants to work with you. How, who are you, who are you going to hire? You have no experience doing this. Do you even have enough money to pay them and yourself? And so I think they'll continue to uh, to evolve and change. That if we can accept the tension that like they will never go away, right? Just like hard things, you know, if you like to exercise or cold plunge or whatever it is in your life that you're like, no discomfort is something I'm just going to embrace and live with. Head trash is the same thing. The goal is that you have an environment of people, maybe a process of reading and journaling to where you are staying in a posture of awareness and humility more often than not. And I think that's that's where we want you to go, listening and watching to this, this, is we want you to go towards, okay, I don't think it's any, if you're listening to this, you're the kind of person that says, yeah, I have head trash. Like, I think you're that kind of person. Mm-hmm. 
I think that do you think people are out there that say they have it yet they're not going to be willing to change it or they would still fight fight it to some degree yeah I mean, like I it's think, almost like a false humility what I would say is there's um like there's your pile of of clothes in the corner that uh, you might go you know what you're right that like I should clean those but then there's like you know and that's that's easier to say yeah you know I could this could I think it's when you give people permission to go all right, now tell me the stuff that you think is going to make me uncomfortable. Like, there's the stuff you agree to. Like, yeah, I should do laundry more often. I mean, I'm just using that example. Like, yep, yep. But then, like, if you have people in your life, and I have a, a saying, which is your best friends tell you the most truth because mm-hmm. they care about you the most. Yeah. And if they really care about you, they're going to tell you. Like, you ever had that situation someone's got something in their teeth? Mm-hmm. And, and you're like, do I tell them or not? Oh, yeah. Right? I always tell people. Nice. Do you know why? Because I want them to tell me, like, if <laughs> yeah. you love me, bro, and I know you do, you'd be like, Andy, like, let's stop the recording oh, yeah. and start again. You got a big old green thing in your, yeah, right? Yeah. I had a uh, open zipper situation, Chipotle line, and I told the guy, and he was like, dude, thank you. That was a weird one, but, but I, I did, did the right you, But do you appreciate it? He appreciated that I told him, yeah. Oh, sorry. It was him. It yeah. was him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I had a, a just <laughs> side story. It's funny. Uh, was this yesterday? No, Saturday. Saturday, umpiring a game. I'm on first base. Kid gets hit by a pitch, so he comes down first, and we always check on the kids and make sure they're good. Kid is facing me, so his back is to the first base dugout, and his mom is in the dugout. She's literally the dugout mom, right? Mm-hmm. And she's, like, worried about Tommy or Billy or whatever his name is. And uh, I kind of got him facing me, and I'm like, you good, bud? You good? And he's like, yeah. And I go, bro, the barn door's open. <laughs> and he looks down, and his mom goes, is he okay? And I go, yep, barn door's open. We're good. <laughs> nice. You know, and she's like, oh, okay, thank you, sir. You know what I mean? Uh, and I was like, all right, now steal a second. And he did. I think that, again, it's the inviting someone into our life to be aware. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I, I do think you can do a whole lot of, um, if you are really open to it, you're listening to stuff, you're reading stuff. But I do think at some point it goes into you need to have someone. I mean, I have men in my life mm-hmm. who just will say stuff to me that I do not like yeah. because they love me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think in a business sense, you have to, and I know, I mean, Dwayne, right? Oh, there's yeah. people in your life, and that's just one. I know there's others mm-hmm. that you're like, yeah, dude can tell me anything. Yeah. Um, and But you have to be open to that. And I think those are the people that we hope that's what you do, is whether it's us or someone else, that you are inviting people to see more and more of who you are. Mm-hmm. And it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. But the alternative is you live amongst trash. You, to- you get what you tolerate, right? Yeah. And my... To your point of, you know, Dwayne's a mentor of mine. I have a group of guys I meet with once a month for an entire day that my head trash led to some really negative outcomes that I had to course correct in a way to where I was like, okay, I have these really set things in yeah. my world and I, I meet with Dwayne once or twice a month. Like it just becomes part of my routine yeah. to meet with these people. So my hope is, as you guys, as you listen, have something like that. As I'm listening to you talk about this and I'm imagining myself listening to this podcast, my, the way my mind works and going back to like the dorm room scene, yeah. if you were to say, hey, Stan, those clothes stink, you should do something about it. I wasn't one to d- not do anything. Like I wasn't just sitting in my dorm room laying there in my bed. I was doing other things. I needed somehow to be convinced that my time was better spent addressing that problem than not. Yeah. And so for me, if somebody would have said to me, hey, Stan, you know if that your room smells that way, you're getting less quality sleep and therefore it affects the way you play or perform, um, hey, no one's going to ever want to come hang out with you in your dorm right. room if that was yeah. the case. You're yeah. losing friends. like yeah. So 
if if your if your mind works like mine, my hope is you're like I know this is the case. I'm going to do something dramatic about it. What's my head trash? But sometimes I know I need something a little more practical. And so the the head trash that you have from a business standpoint, and I think there's a lot of benefits to addressing it in your personal life too, is is this head trash, I promise you, is, is limiting your potential. Without talking to you individually, I don't know what yours is and what the direct impact is, but that would be my challenge, is that if we are bringing to attention something you know is there, try to quantify the impact of it. Because yeah. as you do that, as advisors, this is how our minds work, there is a point where you are going to say, this was an afterthought because I, f- I felt like everything was okay. I was doing well enough while letting that hang out in the corner. Yeah. But if but if we never stop to try to quantify the impact of it, to truly know, should this be the, f- the thing we're focusing on fixing, or am I going to let it hang out there? We may find out way too late that, wow, that was actually impacting me way more than I thought. Mm. And I don't have enough time to address it or it limited my potential. So so for me, the exercise after this would be, okay, what is my head trash? How is it potentially limiting my impact? Who do I see myself wanting to be someday? Is this staying in the way of it? Because if you could put a number to it, you know, and I bet if we were on the phone with some callers, we could say, what's limiting belief? What are you not doing because of it? Yeah. Do you know that you can't do this? And, and this is probably six-figure, seven-figure type problems. Easily. That That might be the exercise you need to to do something difficult, to get a coach and get accountability for the first time, to come to an event, to do something other than just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, I'll end with this story. I was talking with an advisor today. He was thinking about coming to the event with a partner, a business partner of his, and 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 you know, we had a good long call and he asked some very specific questions that I thought were really good. And uh, you know, about 20 minutes in, I said, you know, one thing is I, you remind me of, and then I gave him a comparison of, uh, this other office, and this is what they did last year, and this is what they did this year. And he suddenly went, okay, well, we'll be there then. Nice. <laughs> because it quantified, like, oh, and he had head trash. Like, yeah. he was, he was, I was wrestling with his head trash. I'm like, dude, give me the trash. Me the trash. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm not sure. Just trust me, this is trash. You know what I mean? But I, I'll read it someday, you know, like, every, every hoarder. I might use that. Right. I shouldn't make too light of that because it, it's a disease for some people. But yeah. But it's like, he was like, Oh, when he saw the actual cost mm-hmm. of missing out, cost of doing nothing, yeah, or cost of doing the same thing, which right. is a version of nothing, yep. uh, nothing different, then it really was expensive. So, Stan, uh, just personally, thank you for being willing to talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's one of the things that makes our show unique, which makes the Lead Advisor Network unique, is we're willing to talk about this kind of stuff, and we go even deeper when we need to. Uh, but I, I trust that this has been helpful for those who have listened. And I'll just ask one thing. If you're listening to this and um, you have people in your life that you care about that are in this business, Mm. um, send them this episode because I think it will help them in a lot of different ways. Um, And and I think people want to know that they're being thought of in a healthy way. And I think this can be a, this can be a 24 minute gift to someone. Yeah. The most successful people I know are the most aware. um, And I think that means they have less distraction. They have clarity um, in decisions and, and this is something we all struggle with and so getting clarity around how this is affecting your business and your life should be one of the first steps you take it, it is it is a, a lifelong pursuit but there's there's a heavy lift up front mm. like if you're all of a sudden trying to get back to the gym like it's going to be hard at first and someday yeah. it'll be easier yeah um, maybe you just need to get a little bit stronger in this but there's a good chance most of us need to like dig in for a little bit yeah yeah Thanks, Dan. Thanks, bud.